Hey, hi, uh, I am Richard Donner, but you can call me Dick, and you're listening to Superman Movie Minute? Is that right? Did I do it right? Welcome to Superman Movie Minute, the show that scrutinizes, analyzes, and you'll believe a man can flies is 1978's Superman the Movie, five minutes at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Rob Kelly, and joining me as always on this journey through time and space is... Chris Franklin. Howdy, Chris. Uh, we're back for, I guess we have to call this episode, our victory lap. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I am totally ready to take credit for the fact that uh, after our show, uh, you know, we did all, all our episodes analyzing the movie, and we did an interview with Richard Donner, and we did all this promotion on Twitter, that uh, the reason that Fathom Events ran Superman the big on the big screen was because of us. I'm totally taking credit for this. <laughs> well, you know, since nobody else is taking credit for it, we might as well, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We made this happen. We we were the ones that sent that tweet to Fathom Events and said, hey, guys, Superman, the movie, turns 40 this year. This would be a good time for you to do it. And they initially said, well, we'll look into it. And then that yeah. was it. And then, of course, Fathom, Fathom Events released their schedule for 2018, and it, Superman wasn't on it. And we were both like, oh, kind of bummed. And then all of a sudden they did it. So yeah, yeah. So I was very, very excited. We were just so jazzed that, that you know finally get to see. Now you have seen Superman on the big screen in between since 1978, but I never have. Uh, yeah. So I was doubly excited because this is literally the first time I've seen it on the big screen in 40 years. And of all the movies for like from my childhood that that I would want to see on the big screen again, you know, I've seen them all, like the James Bonds and Star Wars and Raiders and Jaws, but Superman was the number one movie from my kiddom that I really wanted to see again. And so I was so excited that we finally got a, a chance to see it. So, so you went and saw it on Sunday. Right, uh, yes. Now, what, what was your, how was that? It was great. Um, I took, you know, it was the whole family, uh, me, Cindy, like two kids and, uh, Andrew's girlfriend went with us Wow. and she had never seen the movie before. We asked <gasps> her, it's like, yeah, she had never seen it. Uh, and uh, but she had a Superman T-shirt on. She wore a Superman T-shirt that day. We all had Superman shirts on. Aww. And uh, so uh, I'm happy to report that uh, she loved it, and she was totally gobsmacked in the scene in uh, Lois's apartment where Christopher Reeve takes his glasses off and then stands up straight and changes into Superman standing right there. She was just like, "How did he do that? Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I told Andrew, I said, keep her." You know, yeah, sorry. yeah. Seriously, that's a you got a winner there, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So yeah, it was it was great. Uh, the theater was uh, you know it was about half full, which was pretty good, I think, for a revival movie. You sure, know, sure. Uh, so that was pretty good. It was a good audience. Uh, nobody was being overly loud, but they were laughing at the right parts. They were cheering at the right parts. It was a good it was a good feeling, good crowd. There were some people that. Uh, even including my family, they were a little dumbstruck when they started showing the Fleischer cartoon because I had forgot to mention they were going to do that. And so Andrews looked at me like, what's going on? I'm like, it's okay. They're going to show it. It's <laughs> I think he was thinking, you duped me into coming to watch a seven-minute cartoon. What's going on? Uh, but, 
Yeah, did you get the Ralph Garman introduction and all that? I got the Ralph Garman, but not the Fleischer cartoon, oddly enough. Oh, you didn't get the Fleischer cartoon? No, oh, I don't know why. Bad. Yeah, that's weird. I, I, yeah, I was, was looking me- forward to it, too. Yeah, it was the Mechanical Monsters was the one they showed in yeah. front of us. Oh, those oh, those cartoons. Those are, cartoons are so good. Oh, it's, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's awesome. I mean, I said it was it, – that's fun to see that it, that it still works on everybody, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was great and, and – uh, I mean, it, uh, it was, it, well, I'll let you talk. You talk. Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm okay. Um, I mean, I don't, I hate to like bring the show down a little bit, but it, it, there is a story related to seeing Superman that I, yeah, is, is relevant in that. Yeah. I had planned to see it on Sunday as well. That initially what, uh, just to peek behind the curtain a little bit, the curtain that, that rises in the beginning of the movie to hmm. peek behind the curtain is originally Chris and I were going to record this on the same day because we were going to see Superman on the same day, which was Sunday, the 25th. And we were going to do a segment before we saw the movie. And then we were going to go see the movie and then go do a segment after. Kind of like, oh, we're all excited. Let's go. And then we'll pause and then we'll come back. And so that was the original plan. Um, So I had my tickets for the 25th. And then over the Thanksgiving holiday, um, our beloved dog, Johnny, got very, very sick. And we were um, having to take her to the vet pretty much every day over the course of the holiday and uh, including on Sunday. And that, you know, there there went going to the movie. And I was really disappointed. You know, I mean, I was so looking forward to seeing Superman. It wasn't like going to see Raiders every year or Jaws or whatever. This was like the first time in 40 years. And I was really excited and I was really bummed that I wasn't going to get to go. But I was even further bummed the fact that the reason I wasn't going is because my dog was, was so ill. So I was just like, well... I wrote to Chris and I said, Chris, we're not going to be able to do the episode because I'm not going to be able to do it. And what are you going to do? You know, life happens. Um, And then, unfortunately, um, our dog uh, passed away on Monday. Um, She was very, very ill. And she passed away on on Monday, the 26th. And, of course, it's devastating and all the the things that, uh, you know, you experience when you lose a loved one like that. And it was it was you know, just the worst thing. And I will say straight up, it's the hardest thing I ever had to do in my life was, was that day. So the next day, um, I was planning to go to work and I was kind of at a loose end and I was like, geez, you know, I know that they run Superman. I know that they do these, these screenings like on a Sunday and a Wednesday typically. And I thought, well, maybe I could go see it on Wednesday night. I really do want to see it. Maybe I could fit in a screening on Wednesday night. And then I looked and saw that it wasn't playing on Wednesday, but it was playing at a local theater on Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock, which is very unusual, but there it was. And I decided to write that in there. I'm not going to work today. I'm out sick. So I called in sick and I bought tickets and I went to go see the movie. And, you know, I will say Tuesday was a hard day because I it was still, you know, I was, it was so raw. I mean, I'm still, as we're recording this, I'm still very, very sad, but Tuesday especially was very difficult, but I went to go see Superman, and I had the time of my life. It was so fun to just sit in, the the theater was mostly empty, but of course, it was 3 o'clock on a work day, what do you expect? But uh, but there were some people there, and I I sat uh, in the fourth row, and I watched the movie, and I just enjoyed uh, the living hell out of it, because it was Superman. It worked every bit like I had hoped, and I noticed some things I never noticed before, and we'll get to that in a moment. Some of the things we noticed seeing it on the big screen. But after um, after I got out of the movie, oh, but I should mention that, that Chris and I coordinated this, that uh, Cindy took a picture of Chris watching the movie. 
in the theater. And then I took a picture of myself in front of the marquee because there wasn't a poster. You, you said you didn't have a poster in your theater either, right? No, no, uh, we didn't. I, I didn't think to get one in front of the marquee. Cindy thought that after we left the theater. And I'm like, oh, I never even thought of that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, there was yeah. like one of those little digitized marquees and it said Superman 40th. So I took a picture of myself. So I sent those pictures, the one of Chris and the one of me, to Richard Donner. Um, and I, I sent it the picture and, uh, his assistant who we coordinate with said, Oh, thank you. These are so cool. He'll love seeing them. And I actually mentioned the story that I just mentioned to you. Cause I know that, 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 uh, Mr. Donner Dick, as we call him, uh, is a <laughs> passionate advocate for animals. He's put a lot of animal rights related stuff in his movies. So he's a big, big animal person. And so I mentioned the story and I told him uh, this, that, um, you know, for three, for the two and a half hours of seeing the movie, I got to forget my troubles. Um, you know, I was never that far from my mind, but never, but, but for at least for two and a half hours, I, I could just immerse myself in this movie and forget how sad that I was. And, you know, seeing Superman, the movie again was, if you just saw it as an, out of nostalgia, there's nothing wrong with that. That's you. It's something you love and you enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with that. But I was also struck by the fact that 40 years later, this movie is still like doing something for me. Like it had, a, this movie had a chance to make my life a little better for the couple of hours that I needed it to. And I so appreciate that. And so it was really kind of a great experience. And so I, I'm really touched that we get to like, get to tell him that, you know, <laughs> like he gets right. to hear that from us. So that was, that was a big deal to me. And, and his assistant said, I will, I will tell him that story. He'll love to hear it. So, um, it was just great. It was perfect that we got to see Superman again, that it was the same year that we did the show, and the fact that we got to, to tell uh, Richard Donner about it. So it was, it was just really, really cool. So I, I, I had a thoroughly great time. But, but we do need to talk about, like, Chris, did you notice anything for the first time, even though we've been analyzing, analyzing this movie on a granular level? What did you notice on the big screen that you might not have noticed before? Because there was one big thing that I saw. Yeah, I know the big thing. I think the big thing that you saw has made me forget the little things that I saw, <laughs> honestly. Um, I did notice a few little things here and there. Just I, I think because I, I think doing the show, I felt even though this is my this is my favorite movie of all time, and I already knew it backward and forward, I thought. But once we did our show, Superman Movie Minute, I felt like I lived in that movie. And watching it again, it was like... It was almost like it was like going to like I don't know how to explain it. It was like going into like a, a, a house or a museum or something that you just you love to go in and you know where everything's at. And you're like, you know what you're like, your family knows it, too, but you know it better than them because you've been there more often or something or you spent more time there. And it just felt like, oh, look over here. And then you can really like look past what's really the, you know, what they're putting on the screen and look into the details more and just re-acknowledge things like Tessmacher Peaks mm, and right, the, fact yeah. the, the little things that Otis does that, you know, like you said, when we were talking about when he's standing next to Superman, and he's trying to puff his chest out mm -hmm, when they're mm -hmm. talking about the fault and everything and and just little little things like that. I mean, I like keyed in on those, even though I enjoyed it was like I was like. On the surface level, I was watching the movie like everybody else in the audience was, and I'm not this. I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm, you know, I can, you know, appreciate this movie better than you can because you <laughs> people didn't do a podcast. But no, I, I, I'm not meaning that. It's it's not. I'm not trying to sound that way. But I'm just 
because it, like anybody, like the Star Wars guys that do Star Wars movie myth that started this whole thing, they can probably get inside a Star Wars movie even more. You know, when they're sure. watching it, I'm not speaking for them. I shouldn't be speaking for them, but they've they've lived it like minute by minute. Oh, so sure, sure. When sure. they're in it, they're like it's like you're you're watching it on several different levels. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like and there's little things that you pick up. I picked up more this time than even when we were. Uh, when even when we did it, because I, because it was so huge on the big screen with the sound and everything and the experience of it, and of course I did get a little choked up at a few spots. Uh, that you know when the music swelled and it said Superman, I mean I got a little teary eyed. I admit I did. I mean I did. It just it was emotional, you know. And uh, there were a couple spots in the movie that did it for me. But yeah, it's like there's not anything I can like completely pinpoint, but it just like it almost felt like I was like. This is really weird, but it almost felt because we have examined the movie in such depth that I was more in it. You know what I mean? It just I, I was just it was like everything in it was more tangible, like every every little piece was just there. Every sound, every every look of the actor, every face they make. It was just like it was hyper. It was uh, hyper realized or something. I, I'm just rambling at this point, but it's just it was weird. It was kind of surreal in a way. It was kind of like. No, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you are experiencing it on a slightly different level. Again, you're not saying it's better or worse or, or deeper. It's just different. It's just right. a different thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did notice a couple of small details I had never noticed before, and it may just because it was the screen was so big. I, I purposely sat. My perfect row to me in a movie is like row D because you're just close enough that the movie screen basically fills your field of vision. But it's not so big, not so close that you have to, like, crane your neck or move your head around to see stuff. So, to me, that's the optimal uh, seat. And I noticed a couple of details. And one, and it was all kind of in, in the same scene. It was all in the Daily Planet, the opening Daily Planet scene that I noticed. First of all, the guy who comes by that Jimmy Olsen says, I want cream and sugar. The chief wants coffee. I'll take mine, cream and sugar. Like, he basically fobs off the order. Yeah. That guy has mm-hmm. that guy is a copy guy, and his T-shirt says "Super Copy." Yes, I never, I did notice I never that. noticed that before. It's a super copy. I don't know what that means, but nevertheless, there's the word "super" right in the show. So there was that. I noticed that um, on the pillar behind Lois's desk when she sits down. There's a bunch of photos, and there's like paper and bric-a-brac, and there is a photo, and I can't. It's it's very far away and it's small, so it's hard to tell. But but I'm pretty sure the photo there's a photo of two men standing up and they're kind of looking off to the left hand side of the photo. I am pretty sure because I think I've seen the photo before. That is a still a promotional still from the movie All the President's Men, because mm. I'm pretty sure that's a photo of Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman as Woodward and Bernstein. <laughs> Uh, which would make sense because it's like if you're a reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, the guys that broke Watergate, like those are your guys, man. You know, that, that movie made those guys look like superheroes. So I could see that that might be a piece of set dressing that they would throw in for nice. that movie. Again, I can't – I'm not exactly sure and I haven't been able to find the still online. But I was – somewhere along the line, I think I saw that photo and it was a promotional piece for the movie. And I think that that's what I see in the movie. And then the big one, the one that I really was like, What? Was when Otis goes and he gets the newspaper and do, 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 you know, that whole bit. Yeah. He shows up and he goes to Lex. He comes into Lex's lair and there's the whole bit about, do you have the newspaper? Yes. Why am I not holding it? Oh, here you go. There is a magazine in Otis's right hand pocket. It's the pocket that's facing the camera. 
And if you look closely, it is a comic book. And I've never noticed this before. And I examined it, and I realized the com- it's folded over. So Otis does not keep them in mint condition, which is you know, very, a very <laughs> Otis-like thing to do. But it is not only is it a comic book, it is a DC comic book. And it is DC Special Series number one, The Swamp Thing Saga. And if you, oh, and wow. you go to, if you go to, I, I posted the stills from it on my Facebook page and you can see, like you see popping up, you can tell it's the colors and you can see the word thing in that very, dist- very distinctive Swamp Thing font. And there it is. So, so Otis bought, I guess he stole it from the newspaper vendor, or at least he tried to from, from the, the blind newspaper vendor and Shotzi, the dog. But I mean, <laughs> it's a com- I've never noticed that in all these years, all the thousands of times I've watched Superman the movie, I've never even noticed that there was something in Otis's pocket, let alone a comic book. And I thought, what a weird detail to throw in that he bought a Swamp Thing comic book. <laughs> yeah, when you posted that, I, my mind was just blown. I had never even noticed there was anything in his pocket before, honestly. Or you know, and then and then the fact that it's a Swamp Thing comic, which I think. Uh, I think Michael Bailey pointed out at least he's reading DC comics yeah. because Lucy Lane is reading a Barbie, whole comic yeah, in really, Supergirl. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, in Supergirl the movie. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that that was that blew my mind. I mean, yeah, I didn't I didn't catch anything like that. Something that just popped in my head though that I did that I hadn't really noticed before was um, in the uh, the scene where you know Superman where Clark gets the hypersonic signal from Lex in Perry's office when Perry's going you know I've been in this business 40 years man and boy you know and all that and giving him the bags of humility speech right, you know right. uh, the, there's of course there's an extreme close up on Christopher Reeve's face as he's listening to Luthor tell him about you know and when he says he says you know it's going to you know the cyanide it was going to be released in uh, you know in the city and kill all these people there's this brief instance where I mean, they timed that, you know, obviously Christopher, I mean, they may have had him like hear it off, off screen to react to it, but his eyes like get huge in that instant when he says he's going to, you know, like that it hits him that he's going to kill all these people. Mm. And it's like, I never had noticed that it's a little thing, but it's just like, he's like listening intently. And then his eyes get like, just as you do when you hear something, you know, it's like, I really focused a lot on just watching Christopher Reeve. I mean, I mean, you can't keep your eyes off the guy anyway, just because he's such a great actor and he's such, so great in a role. But I really just enjoyed the hell out of watching his performance as Superman and Clark this time, and really, and it really just it did my heart so good to know that a 16 year old uh, appreciated his performance as well that had never seen the movie before. When she said that, I was just like. Wow, that really makes me feel good. There's hope for the future yet, you know. <laughs> so, you know, so I mean, I know my kids have been, you know, brainwashed more or less. Yeah, know, right. Yeah, they, they, you would have so, thrown them out of the house if they said they didn't like Superman. Right, right. Especially if they didn't like Christopher Reeve Superman. But, but uh, yeah, but just there were little things here and there, little little things I noticed, like you know, like I, I never noticed that J- Jimmy Olsen is wearing plaid in every scene he's in. Mm. You know, he's got either a plaid jacket or a plaid bow tie or a shirt's plaid or, or I, I never quite noticed that before either, but it's like, you know, typically in the comics, Jimmy wore that plaid green jacket and they didn't quite go that far, but they did make sure that he had, you know, his, 
signature look in some fashion in like every scene he was in. Something little little goofy things like that jumped out at me. It's like, huh, that we could have mentioned that on the show. You yeah. Know, different oh episode. yeah. I was like, we got to do the, we got to do the movie all over again. We got to do Super right. Movie Minute all over again. So that's what I said when you posted that on Facebook. We got to start all over. Start again. all over. That's uh, the way that happens. So yeah, it was it was great. I mean, I I said I had as good yep. a time as as possible and it was very rewarding to for people to get so excited and it was great on twitter like any when that story broke everybody was tweeting at us they're like hey superman movie minute look what happened like it was you know they turned to us which was fantastic so it was just great i'm glad that fathom events did not miss the opportunity to celebrate uh the 40th anniversary of superman the movie and like i said i'm i you know i'm i'm claiming victory i'm saying you and i made this happen chris yeah, I, I'll, I'll take it. You know, I, I think that's more in your camp because you're the Twitter guy and you got out there and beat the drum. And uh, But I'll ride your coattails if that, <laughs> if you don't mind. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. So <laughs> I, I will say one thing that, that I, you know, not to be a downer as well, but I, I will say that it did – the scene where Lois dies bothered me a little bit mm, because, yeah. you know, we recently lost Margot Kidder and – it's kind of the same situation when uh, I saw Star Trek 2 not too long after Leonard oh, Nimoy sure, passed away. Sure. And, you know, it's like the reality of that kind of hit me a little bit, you know, when when fact meets <laughs> fiction. Uh, you know, it, it just uh, – it it was – you know, it got to me a little bit. And I and – I, and when we did the movie, I, I mean, I, I will admit in the past I haven't – I never disliked Margot Kidder as Lois, but I don't think I appreciated her like I should have – in the past and I kind of grew to appreciate her more, but doing Superman movie minute really made me appreciate her performance and the nuance she brought to the, this character who was this tough as nails reporter. And, and, you know, she was writing about these, you know, raw edgy things and, you know, massacres and rapes and everything. <laughs> but yet, you know, the six foot four blue eyed God comes before her and she just turns to putty, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, she really put that over so well. And uh, she was just great, and uh, I really, I really just you know enjoyed watching her as well. And those two together just had such great chemistry. Oh, and it's yeah. and and the you know the the flying sequence was great, and it didn't the the, the can you read my mind continued to not bother me mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I, I and I didn't think it. I didn't see anybody squirming in the audience or anything. So uh, I mean, I think that's just a throwback to an older Hollywood uh, type feel to the movie. And uh, yeah, it, it worked great. The only my only complaint was there was a, a few scenes that were a little fuzzy looking. Yes, uh, yeah. and I don't know why that is. And they seem to be the effect shots more than than like if it was just like two characters standing on the set, it looked fine. But like some of the effect shots and stuff looked a little, just a little soft. Yeah, you know, not, I, don't, I don't know if it's been redigitized or something like that. You know, in terms of the print they were showing, because obviously it's a digitized. It's not a print anymore it's right digital projection and stuff so yeah yeah and i think it was a digital feed uh Probably. my understanding was you know and because i think i heard uh, i think it was on the back issue a uh, facebook group somebody uh, the the feed wasn't coming in right and they had to cancel their showing oh, or no. something which, oh my god yeah oh, that's which awful. Would be awful yeah that would be you talk about oh man that would talk about being disappointing yeah, but geez. uh yeah but yeah but other than that i mean that was a minor minor quibble and and i and i, I thought it was great my family you know, even though they knew there wasn't any kind of end credit scene or anything, they knew that Dad wanted to sit and watch all the credits to the very end. Oh, I did the too. Music. Yeah, they never got up. We all just sit there and watched them. Yep. So, uh, 
they know it was like, well, we're going to go to the restroom or anything. Nope. They, we all waited till the end of the movie and, you know, and, and until coming next year, Superman two, <laughs> you know, we, we really do need to wrap up, but there is one thing I will say about that is that we of course all know that the original ending of Superman was that the nuclear bomb goes off out in outer space and that's what frees the Phantom Zone villains. And originally yeah. Superman was supposed to end with the Phantom Zone being cracked and the three villains go, we're free, we're free. And it says, coming next year, Superman 2. I am so glad they didn't go with that ending because then the movie doesn't end. You know, then, right. then Superman is part of a cliffhanger. I, I think John Trumbull said this on the maybe even, again, the same back issue uh, page on Facebook. Every movie should end. With that shot of Christopher Reeve smiling at the camera and flying off. Like, that, that, every movie should just end like that. It's the perfect ending to the movie and to, like, all of, like, superhero cinema. Is that... And Christopher Reeve flying with his arms back, looking awesome, and then just giving the camera a wink and flying off camera left. That's the ending. I'm so glad they didn't go with the cliffhanger ending because then the movie just wouldn't... It wouldn't come to a conclusion. And I'm so right. glad that Superman comes to a conclusion the way it should. I mean, I love the tag next year, Superman next year, <laughs> next year, Superman two. <laughs> but nevertheless, I'm just so glad that the, the ending ended up working out the way it did. Well, in, in, a, in a way, I think it would have undermined the feeling of the movie yes. because you get you get the feeling in that movie, and it's and it's antithesis of of what. And, and I don't want to be into that into into this debate, of course, because I know Shag and. Uh, uh, Daniel Adams just just uh, sussed out the DC, the modern DC movies on the network, yeah. and uh, which was enjoyable. Uh, but I don't want to get into the debate there. But part of the problem that a lot of us older fans have with the new movies is that dour feeling of everything. And the one thing about Superman the movie, you just feel so damn good mm-hmm. when you get out of there because Superman saved the day. You know, mm-hmm. he's a nice guy. He's our friend. He says he's our friend. He acts like our friend. Everybody loves him. He does what's right. And at the end of the movie, he stops by and just smiles at you, then flies off. That's great. You know, that just leaves me with a great feeling. Yeah. And and if they'd done that with Zod and them coming to Earth, then you want you've been robbed of that. Yep. Yep. And and I that's that's really that's a good point. And so uh yeah, it is indeed the perfect ending. And I think I brought up my favorite part of uh when I Cindy wanted to go see a, a interview with the vampire when it came out, you know, twenty years ago. As they show Brad uh, Brad Pitt's character in the movie watching the end of Superman the movie. Oh, that's right, know? yeah. And, and, and that was my favorite part of the whole movie because I got to see at least a snippet of the end of <laughs> Superman the movie. <laughs> Not a bad movie aside, really, but you know that was my favorite part of the movie. So <laughs> I can see it. So getting back to uh, uh, you're saying that you felt like you didn't fully appreciate Margot Kidder's Lois Lane as much. Well. You're going to have an opportunity to appreciate Margot Kidder as Lois Lane. Cause, uh, and why is that, Chris? Because we are going to cover Superman 2. The adventure continues. <laughs> yes, we are. Now, we don't have a firm date just yet, but we promise that we will start Superman 2 Movie Minute at the very least in the first half of calendar year 2019. We have to get some work, some stuff out, and we have to arrange some things. So we don't want to start... We don't want to set a firm date, but we are promising that we will get the Superman 2 movie minute in the first half of 2019. And I'm very excited. We, we, we had so much fun doing Superman movie minute and, you know, we decided to give ourselves like a nice big break and do other things. But now we're kind of getting ready. We're getting into it. And, and I feel like having seen Superman, the movie on the big screen, which we made happen, uh, 
I feel like that's a nice way to like that's the summation of Superman movie minute. And now we're ready to move on to Superman Superman two. Yeah, and we can actually say coming next year, Superman two. Perfect. Perfect. So I think that is gonna do it for this special episode of Superman Movie Minute. We thank everybody that's been such a fan of the show and has been bugging us so relentlessly to do Superman two, which is great. So we are say so we are gonna to get to it, we promise. I'm looking forward to it. It ought to be a, a whole lot of fun because that movie is just such a rip um to to talk about i mean it's gee good lord there's so much fun stuff in that movie so oh yeah yeah so again thanks everybody for listening we really appreciate it if you want to leave comments go to the website firewaterpodcast.com and you can follow us over on twitter which is at superman movement and as chris mentioned the the star wars guys they're currently doing the force awakens they're they're up to that now and i've been really enjoying that show because i love that movie and it's it's great to talk about it so thanks to them for allowing us to borrow this format and all the movie minutes shows out there there's so many great ones out there so again Thanks, everybody, for listening. Chris, thank you. Always fun to talk to with you, man, especially about Superman. Yep, same here, buddy. I'm glad we, we got to talk. I'm, glad, I'm so glad you got to see it because I'll be honest, knowing that you weren't going to get to see it that day, it, it, I, I, I'm not trying to guilt you or anything, but <laughs> I, I didn't quite enjoy it as much because I felt like my Superman brother wasn't getting to see the movie. <laughs> well, so I was like, oh, so now in retrospect, I'm like, well, now I can totally just enjoy the fact that I saw the movie because Rob got to see it. I mean, go. I know... I'm sorry of all the stuff you, you had to go through, and I know it's – and I feel for you, and you know that. But I'm so glad you got to see the movie. Yeah, I am too. It was a, truly a great experience, and it's just, I love the movie so completely. So, again, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, until I guess in next year, come back, and we will see join us for Superman 2 Movie Minute. is safe again, Superman, thanks to you. No, sir. Don't thank me, Warden. We're all part of the same team. Night.